Hello, welcome back to the HCC TV Student Lounge. This is a show done by HCC students for HCC students to give your opinions in news, entertainment, and what's going on in your school. My name is Caragon, and today we talk about filmmaking, my favorite topic all the time. So how are you, Carolina? I'm doing great, Kaya. It's so good to see you again. We're also joined today by Benjamin, Francisco, Josh, Diego, Andres, and Eric. And we will also be joined today by two guests. Michael Cohn, who is the Division Chair of Media Arts Program, and Connor Ship, a successful HCC student alumni on filmmaking. But first, let's move into our top three news of the week. Now, Kai, if you didn't know, the HCC Bookstore has exclusive student discounts, and you can save up to 85% of the software on software. And you can visit the hccs.bncollege.com. Have you checked out this, Kyle? No, I didn't. I don't want to say <laughs> anything, but I usually order my books through another source. But let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> okay, well, this, this is so you can compare prices. You don't know if you're going to find something better over here or somewhere else, but it's always a good resource to compare it onto. Since you're talking about that, that's a good point, though, because the reason why I do that is because they didn't have discount. So if they have a discount, that's a different... Now, now you're talking to talk, so maybe I need to check it out. Of course, students love discounts. So this is 85% off. So you, you'll see, I don't know, it's up to you. Now, student life on campus. There is a Microsoft Excel free online workshop. This is amazing. I always try to be next, like uh, get better on Excel. And this is a free workshop. It's going to be hosted by the Center of Entrepreneurship on February the 11th between 5.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. And you can visit the link below that we're going to provide over here. Or you can contact uh, the, the person in charge. We're also going to put it over here. And there's an email. So if you want uh, to reserve your space, I really encourage you to do it as soon as you can because it's, gonna, it's really around the corner. And uh, I don't know, Kai, have you tried any any Excel or Microsoft, any other Microsoft uh, program do you want to get better on? Yes, you know, it's funny because a lot of people think that just because we do arts, like filmmaking, we don't really need to deal with this type of thing, which is not true. I actually use Excel a lot in filmmaking, you know, for doing budgeting, um, even to like, you know, calculate how much it's gonna cost to do a production or even insert uh, uh, comments or some sort of description of the shoot that we're gonna be doing. So Excel is really useful. No matter what field are you in, you should at least know the basics. Absolutely. I know I didn't realize that until I needed it. And you know, when you have the chance, you don't take advantage of it. So right now, if you notice that, you can uh, do this workshop and it's gonna help you in so many ways. Now, we can college at HCC. Kyle, so some students uh, are not able to take classes in the weekdays. So we as international students have to take the 12 credits as a requirement, but there are some students that are uh, residing over here in the US, of course, and they don't have time in the weekdays. So there, this Saturdays only is designed for working adults who want a degree. And the Wiccan College offers you the opportunity to receive an associate's degree in two years by attending the school on a Saturday. So that's amazing. It's gonna take, it's gonna be um, of uh, 13 uh, degrees. So you can check them out at the website. We're gonna point over here. Do you have any friends that are only taking classes in the Saturdays? Uh, I've actually met some people and I also, um, 
was doing one of the interviews for HCCTV and I found out the the welding program was one of the first things in Houston that had classes after uh, night classes, you know, and they noticed it was really helpful because a lot of people need to work during the day and they didn't have time to go to school. So they started doing classes after, and I think after six, from six to 10, and also during the weekends. And they noticed how many people would start enrolling because, you know, we're attending the needs. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool, especially when you gotta work or you have other duties. Sometimes you gotta take care of your kids. So it's too much going on at the same time. So it's, it's good to have a, a second option. Yes, it's amazing how HCC provides so many ways that you can work it out through your schedule and it adjusts to every situation. So that's amazing. Now let's begin our first topic, which makes way to a great discussion. This is a dialogue with film, video and makers and editors here at the HCC student, HCC TV Student Lounge. And it's about uh, media today and editing techniques and how they affect the audience. Now, we are experienced uh, students and we are a, we're in diverse backgrounds like digital media, filmmaking and animation. And we're not experts, but, but this space, the student lounge, is helping us practice so we can master those, those editing skills. Now, especially during the pandemic, there's a lack of equipment and we had to become creative in so many ways. And right now, like you see, we started this show uh, virtually uh, through Zoom. And these recordings have allowed us to uh, be more creative and find so many other techniques nowadays since everything's gonna change uh, from now on. Now, Kyle, what techniques uh, do you wanna tell our audience that are like the top, like your top techniques, what you start up doing, uh, what you bring here to the show? So. I would like first to tell a little bit about of you know the software itself. We we use here you know most Premiere Pro. There's like Final Cut. There's DaVinci Resolve. There's like different softwares. And at first it's really scary. I'm not gonna lie. Once you open the software, you have so much stuff going on at the same time, and and it's tough. But one thing that I learned editing is pretty much just doing and doing over and over again. And it's essential to always be getting feedback too. Uh, and I think that's something that I really, really appreciate at ATC was the fact that, especially for Michael, we're gonna interview him today. Uh, I've learned a lot from him, even though his class was not for editing, but he knows editing. He has worked as an editor before and his, his feedback was essential to help me to create a story. And people here are gonna tell more about like how the editing can change the story. But I just wanted to give this insight of sometimes, you know, if you wanted to learn filmmaking, Start by shooting with your phone. You know, it's you shoot with your phone. Now the cameras are just amazing. You know, every time there's a new phone, the cameras are just ridiculous good. It's gonna get to a point that we're not even gonna need cameras anymore. Just the phones are gonna be enough. And with that, you just, you know, pretty much, you can even add on your phone now, you know, with the technology and just start playing around. And once you see it, you get in the, the how things work, kind of, you know, trying to create some really cool content, especially for social media. Now it's a market and it's growing a lot. It's a different type of editing, but you can do a lot of money with that now. You know, it's like a little short commercials, influencer videos, you know, it's all editing. Even even with uh, Instagram, you can edit on Instagram now. You know, you can do like what's called real now. It's like a TikTok thing, you know? So it's editing, you know? And it's crazy how far we're going. But I would like to hear from you guys in details what you guys know about editing. As you know, editing is a big part of what's called post-production in most films and also the, the documentaries as well. 
And one concept that I like a lot is called intercutting. Intercutting is very popular with a lot of uh, action movies or science fiction movies or supernatural movies. You have two fight scenes where we have two people that are acting against one another and you have another area where someone else is playing a role. Intercutting makes it more dynamic, more dramatic. And um, I did a lot of that in some of my, uh, my last four short films I made two years ago. And I think it's very interesting because it gets the audience excited. And uh, a good example of that is movies like The Matrix or even uh, Inception, where you have three dreams going on at one time. But my own films, I try to do a lot of intercutting to make it more interesting and show my own kind of skills. And uh, it's very good to use the, the Premiere Pro, but whatever you can, make it interesting. Be a storyteller, you know, be a writer in your own head. But editing basically is writing. You're just doing it with the computer. So again, intercutting is a good concept to add to any kind of film or documentary. Just to kind of build off that, like the editor has a lot of control and creativity when it comes to the final product. I mean, you give two different editors the same footage, the same sound, and they're kind of come out with completely different products, you know. They control, you know, how long the scene is, the tone of the scene, even the color of the scene. So never underestimate the editor. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Diego. Um... So I usually am the final editor for this show. And uh, the way that we record it, we record it, uh, you know, virtually through Zoom. And it's really interesting how how easy it is to do that relative to like how it would have been 20 years ago, um, which is like, so I, I started getting interested in editing because um, my dad used to like edit like uh, you know, wedding videos and stuff like that. Not as like a, a job, just just for fun. And uh, he like bought a editing PC and all this like software and stuff to do that. And back then, like he used like you know film, so it took hours to put that to like import that and stuff. And now like we literally get just pop onto the Zoom call and record like a half an hour show in a half an hour. Um, so yeah, it's just really cool, and it's like easier than ever um, to to learn how to edit. And you know, not that I want a bunch of people coming and taking all my work, but they could if they wanted to, honestly. Um, so yeah, I I recommend anybody who who I recommend anybody who's interested in video at all to learn how to edit and learn how how it really is a reflection of the editor's personality. How these videos end up coming. That's a really good point, Francisco. Uh, yeah, it is easier. It, it's difficult that we're not back in the studio, but it's also is easier than back then. And about the stories, I realized that when I took a specific class of digital video and all of the groups were assigned the same footage, it wasn't footage that uh, we, sh we shot, it was something that they it was giving to us. And we all came with so many different stories having the same footage. So that's amazing how, how an editor can change the whole story with the same footage. It's it's just crazy. But well, let's move into our next section. Kaya, who do you have for today? So today we have Michael Korn. He's a division chair of media arts program. And he was actually my professor for three classes. And I learned so much. I just love, love. And it's not because you're here, okay? It's because I really enjoy your class. And you know that. How are you today? Good to have you here. So first of all, uh, you know, it's a big change because you used to be a professor and now you actually the, the division chair, right? So tell me a little bit about what things are changing on the program since you, you coordinated things now. Well, I've been chair now for about uh, 18 months. And in those 18 months, a lot of things have happened, including the pandemic. 
which has been a huge change for all of us. Um, but one of the exciting things that are coming along in the next year to two years is that we're going to do a complete revision of the whole film program so that as students come into the program and begin to take their courses after the first year, which we're going to call a foundational year, all incoming filmmaking students will have the same experience in the first year, the foundational year. They will all take the same courses. But then moving into the second year, students can break off into individual tracks and they can emphasize screenwriting, producing or directing or editing, etc. And they'll be able to emphasize specific areas of production. So they'll come out at the other end of this process with an associate's degree, but they'll have a lot more, uh, many more options and a lot more flexibility about the courses they take along the way. That's pretty exciting. And right now we actually have different certificates, right? Can you tell me a little bit about what we have right now? Sure. So in addition to the associate's degree, we have three different level one certificates. We have a general level one certificate in production, which is more or less like the first year of the coursework that most students take. We have a level one certificate in editing, which allows students to emphasize editing and to earn that level one certificate, they would take the introductory level, introductory editing course, the advanced editing course and uh, graphics and visual effects. And we also have a level one certificate in screenwriting and that allows students to emphasize writing. So they would take script writing, screenwriting, and then finally show running. Now, to some extent, these three certificates that I'm describing right now are gonna be integrated into this new curriculum design that I'm describing, where instead of having separate certificate plans, students will be able to emphasize areas of interest as they move through the two-year AAS program sequence. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I got I, I did a two year certificate for filmmaking and it was I and I, my favorite part was because I got to pretty much have overall what is filmmaking. So I learned about editing, I, I learned about uh, writing and directing like everything one package and I learned so much. And I'm really glad that I got to do the certificate because before I actually went to HTC, I went to different schools and trying to see their certificate and there was one that I don't want to mention, but it was extremely expensive. And I found out that they only let the students, their seniors, actually rent the gear, which was really frustrating. And then I found out that HSC had a certificate in it, if you're making, and I was surprised to see the amount of equipment. And I think that's, you know, like extraordinary. So what are the things, you know, like equipment or, you know, the trademark for HSC to be a better school? Because that for me sold me, you know, I was like, okay, this is perfect. Well, we've been very fortunate in the last couple of years because we received two very large grants that have allowed us to purchase uh, over $200,000 in new equipment. So related to the point you just made, we've just purchased 12 new Blackmagic cinema packages. And for the first time, we're going to have complete cinema packages that are very representative of the real world on a professional set. So we're talking about, you know, f uh, follow focus kits, matte boxes, filters, prime lens sets, the camera itself, tripod, the whole works, and we have a dozen of those. So that's really going to allow our students to take their production values to a, a much higher level. Well, wow, that's pretty, I, I want to go back to school now. <laughs> well, you can always come back and get another associate's degree. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing photography right now, but I, I miss filmmaking, I'm not going to lie, you know, especially with all this, this, this equipment, all the cameras and, you know, it's getting so fancy over there. 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, we've had to rearrange uh, two big spaces just to make room for all the new equipment. I'm not complaining, we're really blessed, but it's been, uh, uh, it's been a big job for our studio manager, Misty, who you know well, uh, moving a lot of new equipment cases around, uh, building new shelves. It's been a huge reorganization, but it's, it's you know, for a great cause. It's all this new equipment we have for students. That's awesome. So with all this equipment, um, what things can the students and maybe even ATC do to create a name for all the productions that we're doing? Well, I think there are several ways. First and foremost, and we were talking about this before the program started, you know, we're fortunate to be right down the road from Austin, Texas, which is, as I mentioned earlier, it's sort of the center of gravity of production in the state of Texas. And because we're so close and because Austin hosts so many really great festivals every year, including South by Southwest, the Austin Film Festival, et cetera, you know, I, I encourage students to enter their work in the student categories. And if you're fortunate enough to be selected, you can jump in your car and within a couple of hours, you're there in the festival and you can even make a, a day of it and be back home by the evening all in one day. You don't have to worry about getting on an airplane and flying. If you've got friends or family in Austin, even better. A lot of students uh, work back and forth between Houston and Austin because it's so close. I know dozens of students who started their professional careers as filmmakers by taking freelance gigs in Austin. Um, so it's wonderful that it's so close by. Um, but also, I think just as important, if you think about the history of Austin, Texas as a film center, it really has become what it is today because of two filmmakers, Robert Rodriguez and Rick Linkletter. And because they set up shop there many years ago, a few decades ago, they drew a lot of interest and production to the city, which then created infrastructure, which then in turn led to more production coming and it became this self-perpetuating growth process. So I'm saying this because if just a few filmmakers that come through the HCC filmmaking program will stay in Houston and make their first features, and if those features become hits in the festival market, it then in a way begins to create in Houston the same kind of environment that eventually became so big and important in Austin. I, that's what I'm dreaming about for Houston as Houston becomes a production center in its own right. Yeah, I, I think we have a lot of potential. Like we know we, we are the fourth largest city in the USA and we have everything that we need. We have people, we have technology, we have schools. So I think that we just need people to start investing and maybe take an eye to Houston, like, hey, we can actually do that in here. And once this hits, you know, it's it's gonna be a success for everybody. But but yeah, we start to run out of time. Michael, thank you so much for being here. And it's always a pleasure talking to you and you know sharing your knowledge as a filmmaker and now as the chair. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Kyle. You take care. So now we're gonna move on to Cornership. He's actually uh, a student. Uh, I mean, he graduated from the ATC in the filmmaking program. And I would like to hear from him as a student because we are all students here, but we can't really share opinions because you guys, oh, you guys work at ATC, so you guys gotta. So I'll ask him what he thinks about the program. Hi, Corner. How are you today? Uh, good. Doing well. It's good. To, good to be here. Uh, excellent seeing you. John. Oh, uh, I, uh, so, I mean, just uh, from someone who's not an HGC talking about HGC, uh, I, I might have to disappoint you guys. Uh, uh, it was excellent. Um, it was, it was fantastic. I, really nothing but good things to say. Um, you know, and I'm still in HGC. I'm still finishing up my second certificate, um, different program, but, uh, 
I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think I could have gotten through this second certificate without a lot of the knowledge that I got from film editing, a lot of the confidence that you get once you learn a lot of these programs and you and you really start to sink your teeth into the creative process of a lot of this. And it opens a lot for, for not just movies and everything, you know, uh, all, all kinds of things. And uh, you're, you're doing gaming right now, right? That's what you study? Yes, uh, digital gaming and simulation uh, is the second certificate that I've that I've gone to, and uh, it, it, at first it wouldn't seem as if there's any kind of similarities, but there there are. There's actually quite a bit, and and I, I can guarantee you, you can go from one to the other, and you'll and you'll learn a lot, and you'll uh, and you'll be surprised at how much is applicable from one uh, certificate to the other. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually, I I I, I consider. You know, I was gonna. I'm doing photography right now, but I really consider gaming, uh, especially when I went to the VR lab that they have. When I saw that, I was like, "What? Like, this is just a dream." I I really wanted. I was like, "That's something to consider." Maybe after photography, you know, who knows? Getting my my fourth, you know, fourth certificate. And it's and it's it's a wonderful thing too because that's also one of the great things about uh, Austin. Uh, you know, if, if we have people from HCC going to Austin and making, you know, big waves and splashes, it's, you know, it, it comes back on the HCC and, and I mean, there's, uh, there's great professors and, and like at resources, I mean, at the HCC has kind of anything you'd possibly need. And, and yeah, I, like you said, I think it's only a matter of time before the students of HCC start making big splashes over, you know, all around the state and, you know, and around the world, of course. I agree. I agree. Um, so, Corner, one quick last question of all the class. What was your favorite one? You know, uh, there's something to be said for for learning uh, Premiere Pro and for learning After Effects, but uh, I, you know, I gotta say, learning the the classic uh, film editing, where you're you're getting the old tools and you're learning the scraping and you're learning how like how it was. You're you're getting a reverence for the old methods of uh, film editing, and I think that's a really really special thing within the certificate program that uh, that I think will stand out. Uh, and a lot of other a lot of other places don't really have that, and I think it it gives a good. Um, cherishment for the for the past as well as embracing the future perfect well Kuna, thank you very much for sharing that uh, it's exciting who knows i may see anytime. you on the on the gaming program hmm? oh yeah <laughs> absolutely anytime thanks so much for being here so carolina what's going on now well now that we have a better understanding of uh how editing works and how it actually uh moves audience around a specific story and all of that Let's hear from, from our team. What shows are out that you want to talk to us about related to the topic? So I want to share something really quick. Uh, one of the ways that I learned filmmaking before actually going to HCC, and that's, I think, what got me into it, was uh, the YouTube channel for Peter McKinnon. You guys should definitely check it out. There's a lot of good tips of editing, even photography. So if you... You know, you don't know how to do something. Literally, you can go to his channel. You're gonna find a video, and his content is so interesting and so good to watch. And he also has like travel videos, so no necessary need to just go look for tutorials. But if you wanna, you know, just entertain yourself, go check him out, Peter McKinn. I wanna recommend a movie called Sinister. It came out in 2012. It's a supernatural R-rated movie about a writer who moves into, who has his family come into a house that's actually um cursed by this demigod. This demigod is trapped on different bits of footage. And what it does is it manipulates people in the area or who come to the house into putting the footage together through editing software or other means. This is a very, uh, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty complex movie, but it's very good to watch. It's really about editing. 
in the most uh, supernatural kind of way. But make a long story short, he has to find a way to stop his family from being manipulated by this demigod who just trapped in each bit of footage. Because once the footage is all edited together into one final cut, one final film, it's released into the real world and it'll wreak havoc on anybody else. So it's a pretty good movie about uh, supernatural and editing, and I do recommend it. Again, it's called um, Sinister 2012. And I'd like to recommend the show Queen's Gambit, um, not only being one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time, but the editing uh, they use is brilliant because they make chess intense and interesting at the same time without really having to explain the rules or anything. It was really cool, fantastic watch. I'd highly recommend it. It's free on Netflix. I want to recommend uh, a TV show that I made when I was in Colombia just three years ago, four years ago, uh, that show called Turreto. Um, it was a show, uh, it was the, a competition between two uh, teenagers. They, they had to make different challenge in different cities and in different parts, in the streets, in different places. And it, it was a really good experience. So I remember uh, one episode that we, we did that um, episode in a river and we used around eight or 10, uh, we, we used uh, around eight or 10 GoPros inside the boats, uh, outside the river, in different places, in the helmet. And when we made the editing process it was very crazy because we, we had a lot of a lot of uh, footage, a lot of b-rolls, and it was really difficult to uh, do the editing process, but it was really, really good. It was a really good experience, made that uh, show. We made 12 episodes in total, and it was a really, really good experience for me in Colombia. I would also like to recommend uh, something I worked on uh, last, or I guess two semesters ago. Um, we had a, I had an assignment for my cinematography class, uh, but it was assigned right after like everything locked down for the pandemic. Uh, so it's kind of hard to film a lot of stuff, but uh, so I ended up um, wanting to film, uh, it was a music video, I wanted to film it through Zoom. So I called up uh, my good friend, Benjamin, uh, who's also here on the student lounge. And we uh, we worked on, uh, we kind of did like a, so the, um, the song that the music video was for was like a, a phone call. So we kind of did it instead of Zoom call. Um, and then it was like a back and forth. Uh, it's a back and forth um, exchange between us. And it was just like, you know, Benjamin, like me in the corner and stuff. Uh, but Benjamin, do you have, you could probably tell him a little more about the experience of working with me. Oh, no. Yeah, it was great, man. The, we were, as you were saying, we did this during COVID, like after we had the lockdown and everything. So kind of the plans of meeting up and everything had to be like, you know, let's not even do that. Let's not even risk it. So well, as we were do doing the video, I just had Francisco uh, on, on FaceTime, basically, and he was directing me over the Internet, which is crazy because when have you ever, ever seen ever seen anything like this where somebody's over directing you over the Internet? Like, it's crazy. He didn't even have to be in the room and we got this done which is crazy to me. So I, I can highly vouch for him that he's a good director over the internet. I don't know about in person yet, but <laughs> over the internet. And it was a great project that we did. So, and as you can see, I'm, it might be running over here on the side of the video. Uh, I did have the long hair and everything because, you know, COVID, you couldn't even go get your hair cut. So, but other than that, we got it good. We got it going. And I think, what was your grade on that, actually? Oh, I think I got an A. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
because of me, obviously. Because I'm a method actor. The cinematography was bad, but it was a fun. It was a fun video. Finally, I'd like to recommend the movie Time Code. It's a film from 2000, and I think it's very unique in that it tells four different stories at once, with each of them being displayed in a different quadrant of the screen. As the stories like begin to intertwine, you start to see the multiple perspectives of the same scene. And additionally, the audio for the individual scenes will fluctuate depending on if they have dialogue or not and what's important to hear. In my opinion, it's an intriguing way to like edit a film because you normally can just see one scene at a time, and Time Code feels like it's taking place in real time. Thank you very much, Josh. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Stick to the end because we have the funny video or the meme of the week. I see you next week. Thank you so much for watching. That's great, Francisco and Benjamin. I've never heard uh, of that. I want to see that that cinematography uh, job that you guys did. Also, don't forget to send us your opinion, guys, and us topics that you would like to discuss. And I have fun. Thank you so much for enlightening me in editing techniques. I really want to uh, get better at it. And at this show, we do practice so we can be masters of it. Now, we'll see you next time on the Student Lounge.